I was reminded of Jesus' words when he said in John 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. Uh, just that idea that Jesus is our very life, right? As we sing those songs with, so beautiful about worship and putting scripture to song as those things embed in our heart, right? Those truths of God's word begin to take seed and take root in our heart. And that is so, so good for all of us. So on that note, as we talk about just the beauty of both speaking God's word and talking about God's word and singing God's word, we're going to do that together today. Uh, instead of kind of venturing back into Romans where we've been, uh, we're kind of pausing that for right now. We'll be back in there tonight for our last session together. Isn't that sad? Tonight's our last session together. You guys a little bit bummed? I know. No, like, that's it. Like, tonight is it. So, like, get your last hurrahs ready. Get your hugging arms ready. You know, like, we need to we need to send this thing off well. But that's tonight. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of lecture lab. Uh, we're going to do some work together today. Uh, and this is going to be super interactive, right? So I need you guys to, like, be ready to, to read, to interact, to ask questions. We're going to engage together. Uh, that's going to be kind of lecture time. And then we're going to go do exactly what we were doing in here. You guys have classes like that in school? I remember like biology in ninth grade. We had like a lecture portion where you would learn something and then you would get to go into lab. Like here's the anatomy of the frog. And then you get to get to go cut the frog open in lab. Like I loved that. That was fun. So we're going to do a little bit of that today. No frogs, uh, but a little bit of lecture lab together. Okay, so you're going to need two things that are going to be very, very important. Number one is your Bible. Okay, so if you don't have one with you, uh, there's extras up there. Uh, if you don't want to grab it now, you're more than welcome to hop up and go get one at the table. Uh, or on your way out, when I dismiss you here at the end of our time together, you're definitely going to need one of those. The second thing that you're going to need is your guidebook. Okay, so if you've got one, pull it out. If not, it's cool to look at your neighbors. That's fine. Um, but there's a couple things in here that I want to make mention of that are going to guide our time together. Uh, many of you, as you've kind of journeyed through uh, today and really this entire week, as you think about the process that we've been through, you've been learning from um, what we call here at Heartland the four ones. So if you turn to page chapter five in your guidebook, uh, there is kind of an outline, a creative way that Heartland uses to teach us a simple way to get in the word every day. Okay, page five of your Romans guidebook, okay, are those instructions. That is what I am kind of looking at and reading from right now, okay? And it simply says this, as you get the idea, there's these four ones, and just kind of by way of overview, we'll get into these here in a second, but here's the idea. In order to kind of find a, a creative way for us to get into the Word, they have these four ones. The first one, as you can see in there, is what? Read one chapter, right? So you find a chapter of Scripture, and you read it kind of slow, work through it, okay, and you're reading it, okay? The second one is what? Write one verse. So maybe during your time in reading that chapter, there was something that jumped off the page to you. Maybe the Holy Spirit was prompting something within you. You thought, boy, Lord, that's, that's interesting, or that's actually a little bit convicting, or boy, God, that's really encouraging, right? Like right now, I'm struggling, and Lord, through your word, you use that verse to really encourage me, right? Whatever that may be for you, whatever you are at, uh, find something in that, in that chapter that you're like, okay, Lord, I, I want to hang on to that, okay? And from there, when you've kind of written that verse down, right, when you write things down, it helps put it to memory. We'll talk about that in, why that's important here in a little bit. Then what do you do, number three? Say one prayer, right? It may be something like this. Lord, that was, that was incredible. I was reading your word. I was super discouraged. 
And as I opened up my Bible to this chapter, you used this verse to encourage me. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Lord, thank you, just to be honest with him. Or it may be, hey, God, um, well, that convicted me. There was something about reading your holy standard or something about how this individual was behaving in Scripture that, that convicted me. Maybe it's something like that. Or maybe it's, Lord, I need to, I need to take a moment to confess as I'm reading about confession or whatever it may be, you're writing that thing down and then you're saying a prayer based on that. Here's maybe how I need to respond. It could be uh, a, a way to adore God. You could be confessing. You could be uh, just giving him thanks, right? It could be something that you're needing. It could be any of those things, but you're going to say a prayer in response. It doesn't have to be elaborate or crazy, uh, but it's just something that you say. And then as you finish that whole process, what do we do lastly? Tell one person, right? Just say, hey, look, Here's what God did in me this morning, right? This, this is what happened. This is what I read. This is what I felt the Holy Spirit was like doing within me. And I just want to tell you about it, okay? Why, by the way, do we do that? Why do we tell other people? Why would you guess? Why is that important? Yes, ma'am. Why is that so important? Thank you, by the way, for raising your hand and speaking boldly. That's, you're the perfect example of what we need all day today. Why is that important to share how you feel? Yeah, right? That may encourage me to hear, wow, this is what God did in your life? That's, that's super cool. Uh, and this is how you're feeling after reading that scripture. By the way, is, is, is Christianity like an individual sport? No, we were never meant to do this alone. So I need you to help me in my walk with God. I need to be encouraged. I need to be convicted. Sometimes God uses people to say, hey, Mike, have you thought about how you spoke to that person yesterday? Did you hear the harshness in your tone? It made something like that, right? And so often, other people are being used by the Holy Spirit to, to encourage me or to help me, whatever it may be. So those are quite simply the four ones. Not rocket science, but it's a creative and consistent way for us to get in the Word together. So here's what we're going to do. You ready for some lecture lab? We're going to do that together. Open up your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1, okay? The book of Psalms is kind of like midway through your Bible, so if you like kind of opened up right in the middle... I bet you'll be like midway through the book of Psalms-ish, okay? If you're new to Psalms, remember the table of contents at the beginning of the Bible is your friend. That's cool. So just find the book of Psalms, and the very first one is the one we're going to look at. And here's why we're going to do this activity together, okay? David, King David, David and Goliath David, that David, he said this about the Word of God. This is so important. He said, God, your Word is a lamp into my feet, and a light unto my path. What imagery does that give you? As you think about David saying in the darkness, God, your word, this thing that we're reading, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Talk to me about that. What does that mean? Put words to that for me. What is David saying God's word is to him? Guidance. That's a perfect word. Who said that? Guidance. Well done. What else? It illuminates, right? It casts out darkness, but it's his guide, okay? David also said, God, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. So when hard times come in David's life, and he needs to not walk in the flesh, but walk in the spirit, what does David do with the word of God? He says, God, I have it here. It's not just here. It's just not, not on my Bible that's on my desk at home. It's actually in my heart. I've hidden it here so that I can know what you want for me, and I can use that to, um, to remind myself what your will and your perfect will is for my life. That's important. So we're going to start there, okay? 
So a little bit of lecture lab today. And I want to ask of you one thing, okay? If I can give you one piece of advice as we read this, okay? And anytime you read scripture, if I can tell you one thing, it's this. Be curious, okay? I need you to channel your inner Sherlock Holmes right now. You with me? When you look at the scriptures, you've got to be curious. What's this say? Why is that there? What's this word mean? What's that have to do with this thing, okay? If you'll approach the scriptures with that type of zeal and excitement and curiosity, you will glean and learn endless things from it. But it takes that type of perspective, okay? So as we read these verses together, uh, have that attitude, okay? We good? Psalm 1. I need someone who's got a loud reading voice that isn't afraid to read in public, okay, to read Psalm 1, verses 1 through 6. You guys were like on, okay? I'll tell you what. You give me 1 through 3, and you give me 4 through 6, okay? We're tag teaming this. You feel it? Okay, so you're going to start us off. Now stand up, and everybody has to hear you, right? And you don't have a microphone. So Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Everybody listen. Hey, crushed it. Well done. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. That was fantastic. All right, let's do this, okay? We've read the whole thing. You got to feel for what the psalm's about. Just six verses, okay? Let's start in verse one. Put your curiosity, Sherlock Holmes hat on me, and tell me what you see. Let's start asking some questions together. What do you see? What are you curious about in just verse one? Talk to me. Let me start us off. How blessed is the man. Anybody want to be blessed? Does that sound like a good thing? Yes or no? Yes. Who knows what blessed means? I didn't either. I had to go look it up in a dictionary, okay? Blessed can mean a lot of different things, right? So is it important for us to know what that means? Absolutely. I looked it up in a dictionary, and here's what it says. Blessing here to God. We're not talking about physical blessing. Hey, Mike, here's a Lamborghini or a whatever, right? That, that's not what God's talking about. He's not talking about stuff. He's talking about spiritual blessings. He's talking about the benefits of what it means to walk with him, okay? Y'all want that? I want that, okay, good. Keep going, walk me through. What else do you see in verse one? Walk, stand, sit, interesting. Walk, stand, sit, do you see that? Three things, okay? Why do you think those are there? What's, what's that about? Who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the seat or the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. What's that about? Right. There's a progression there, right? To walk is like, hey, look, hey, I'm passing by you, right? To stand is now you're, you're staying there, you're lingering. And going to sit is like dining. Like, this is a progression of a relationship. What kind of relationship is this according to verse 1? Is it a healthy one? No. Is this one that honors God? No, right? So verse 1 is telling us what that, that person who desires to be blessed, so this is, we're talking about maybe in our terminology, a Christian, it's talking about what they should not do. And what should they not do? Talk to me louder. Yeah, maybe a little bit of that, or be around people that exude those things, that that's their nature and their habit. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean we don't spend time around non-Christians, but that, if that's our only diet, if that's our only friend group, um, then maybe our lives aren't going to end up where we want. 
Any of you guys struggle like I did in high school, maybe spending my time around the wrong types of people that were a bad influence on me, and all of a sudden the things that I thought I could hold on to and stand for, all of a sudden when I was like the one guy amongst 30 that wasn't about those things, I found myself not pulling them up in my own righteousness, but walking down the same path that they did because I was too weak to stand on my own. That's what verse 1 is about, right? So it's talking about these are the characteristics and the qualities of the person uh, that, that wants to walk with God. These are things they should not be doing. What else do you see just in verse 1 before we move into verse 2? What else is there? We've mined it for all it's worth, right? That's it? Okay, give, give me something in the hat. Yes. does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly? Great question. And I love how you phrase that in a question. What does that mean, to not walk in the counsel of the ungodly? What's counsel? If you were to give me just like a, a simple word to define counsel. Advice, advice right? Okay, that's great. So it does, this is a person who doesn't walk in the advice of the, what's your version say? Of the, of the ungodly. What does that mean? right? So they're sinners. They don't necessarily believe in God. Is it good to maybe take all of our advice from that type of person? Why not? They're ungodly. They don't want what we want. So instead of taking their advice from that type of person, where would you take your advice from instead? A godly person. That's the idea. And we're going to get there, by the way, in verse two, okay? You guys see what we're doing here? We're just looking at the text. We're curious. We're asking questions and saying, God, what does this mean? So if I were to step away and summarize verse 1, I would say, God, here's what I'm seeing. You are defining for me the type of lifestyle of a person who desires to walk with you. And in this first verse, I see some warnings, some things that I need to be aware of in my life, that if these are characteristics of me, I need to be really careful because they are going to lead not to life, but they're going to lead to destruction. That, that would maybe be a, a summary statement of what I see in verse 1. Okay, let's move on to verse 2. But, here's how mine reads, his delight, or obviously her delight, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates on it day and night. Okay? Start with me. Talk to me. What's the first word you see in verse 2? But. What is but? Kind of give me an English translation. What does it mean? You said it. I heard it. You said contrast, didn't you? Yes, you did. Absolutely. Well done. You said contrast, right? So we're contrasting what was in verse 1 with now what's in verse 2. So this is different. Okay, you with me? What's going on here? Keep talking to me. Ooh, delight. Talk to me about that word delight. What do you think that means? What does it mean to delight in something? To find satisfaction in? I delight in chocolate ice cream, chocolate chip cookies, cold glass of milk, like, oh, that's a delight. That sounds fun and refreshing and good, maybe to my physical body, maybe not to my soul. What is this individual delighting in? The what? The law of the Lord. What, what is that about? We've talked a little bit about that in Romans. What's the law of the Lord? Okay, things that we use to follow God and trust him. Simplify that for me. Put, put the cookies on the lower shelf so I can access them. What is the law of God? 
the gospel a little bit, okay? In, in the Old Testament, what was it? Right, it was a bunch of rules, right? I don't say that meanly, but this was God's written word to his people, yes? What do we call God's written word to his people today? You're holding it. The Bible. Okay, so wait a second. So what you're saying is, this person in verse 1 doesn't do these things. They don't walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the path of sinners, sit in the seat of scoffers. Rather, their delight, the thing that they get the most excited about in life, is actually delighting themselves in the word of God. Okay, that's a cool picture, right? They love God's word. Why is that the case? What do they do, by the way, at the end of verse 2 with that law? They meditate. That's a, maybe an unfamiliar word to us. What does it mean to meditate? Holler at me. To focus your mind on? Calming? Right, to think about God's word? So give me a picture of what this person's doing with God's word. What are they doing? Are they just reading it and walking away and be like, oh, that was cool. Check the box. Done for the day. Now I can go play gaga ball. No. What are they doing? They're being still. But what happens when, like, okay, they shut the Bible. They're done. What are they doing with the Bible that they read? They're thinking about it. They're meditating on it. They're processing it. You guys know how cows eat? Kind of gross, right? I'm not a farmer, but I know a little bit, right? They eat. They chew, they swallow, they regurgitate, they chew again, swallow, let that come up again, just a little bit more nutrients in that. that that's the picture, right? Kind of gross, but that's what it is. I'm meditating on the Word of God. I'm bringing up that verse that I wrote down in my four ones time and thinking, Lord, that, that was good for me. And I didn't just need that at 7 o'clock this morning. I also needed it at 5 o'clock tonight. I need to remember that. I need to chew on that. I need to allow that to do a work in me, okay? So do you see the contrast with the type of person who's living a blessed life, one that is spiritually honoring to God, what he does with the law of the Lord? Chews on it. He meditates on it, okay? Verse 3. Somebody read that really loud one more time so we can just kind of get the picture. Who's got that for me? Bring it. Perfect. Okay. So ask me some questions. Talk to me. What do you see in verse three? He or she will be like a tree. Ooh, good. Illustrations. I like illustrations. Uh, these big, complex words in scripture sometimes are like way over my head. So give me an illustration. Give me, paint me a picture of what this guy does. That's exactly what verse three is. He is like a what? A tree. Okay. Do you have that image in your head? Do we know what trees are? Okay, so we can identify with that. That's what the writers of Scripture did. They took ordinary things and said, you know what they're like? You know what a godly person is like? They're like, they're like trees. And what type of trees? Firmly planted, right? What does that mean? What does that conjure up in your mind? It's solid, right? They're, what does that mean? What's happened underneath the surface? They're rooted. We don't see those roots, but those roots are deep, and they are solid in the ground. Why is that the case? Why do they need deep roots? They need a firm foundation. When the storms of life come, when the snow is sitting in them, they're heavy on top, they've got to be able to support that by all life, right? 
by streams of water. What does that tell you? They're thirsty. Where are they getting their nutrients from? The water, right? They're drawing from life, right? We just read about water that God offers us, living water, right? And what does this tree produce? Fruit. It bears fruit, right? That's what we want from a tree. If you're an orange tree, I want an orange, right? That's a good thing. And when does it bear its fruit? In its season, right? When it's called to. And what does this thing not do according to the end of verse 3? Its leaf does not wither. It lasts. Why? Where is it rooted? In things of life, water. Instead of verse 1, what? wickedness, the counsel of the ungodly. It's put its root system in the right source. That source brings life. That life is not rooted in the tree. That life is rooted outside the tree. And it learns, this is where I need to draw life from if I'm ever to survive. If I'm here alone with no water over time, what's going to happen? It's going to die. It's as good as dead, okay? And whatever he does, he prospers, okay? Friends, that's a great way to read the scripture. So here's my challenge to you. Here's what we're about to go do. In just a moment, I'm going to dismiss you. And you're going to go into your one-on-one devotional time with the Lord. And here's what I would just encourage you to do. Pick up exactly where we left off. Psalm chapter 1, verse 4. Go be curious. Go ask questions. What does the text say? Read it. Process it. Ask questions. One of the things you may do in your time is say, hey, I don't know what this means. When I go tell that other person about my time, I may say, hey, do you know what that means? This stumped me. I didn't get it. What's that word mean? What's that picture mean? What's God saying here? It may be something like that, okay? So here's what I want you to do. Finish up this chapter. Find a verse that spoke to you. Write it down, okay? Then pray and say, Lord, here's how that verse struck me. Here's how that passage moved me. And then when you're finished with that, go find a person when we're done, after the bell rings, Maybe as you're walking over to, to wreck or back to your cabin to go change, whatever it may be, and just find some time today to say, Lord, thank you. Here's what, by the way, to my friend, God did during our time together, okay? Now, here's my admonition to you. This may be new for you. This may feel a lot like walking with the Spirit. We're throwing left-handed. It feels a little bit weird and awkward. For some of you, you're like, look, I've been doing this a while. Fantastic. Go sit with God by yourself and allow the Spirit of God to work on your heart, Okay? And read the word, read these verses, ask the questions, write down a verse, say a prayer, and then tell somebody else, okay? Are we all good on what we're going to do from here? Psalm 1, chapter uh, 1, and specifically 4 through 6, those verses would be great. Again, if you don't have a Bible, you can pick one up on your way out uh, if you need one, all right? Let me pray for us, and then I'm going to dismiss you guys to go find a quiet place by yourself to spend 30 minutes just with the Lord. So let me pray. Father, thank you for your word that speaks to us, that we can see the beauties of who you are. Thank you that you have not left us like trees where there's no water around us, but you have given us life in your word and life in your spirit. Father, would you use this time, these next minutes, to encourage these students, to show them who you are, to show them what a godly man or a godly woman looks like, through your Psalms, through your very word. God, thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.